Welcome back to Campfire Chronicles Stories After Dark. My name is Kelsey Garmandia. Of course, I'm hosting you this weekend. It's a story Sunday, so that means a true story to get your week started. Now, before I jump into the story today, um, actually poem today, I want to talk a little bit about loss. Unfortunately for me, I have experienced quite a bit of loss. You know, I lost my mother when I was young. I lost my innocence, unfortunately, when I was in high school, Uh, not by choice. I've lost friends, I've lost family members, and it's something that we all deal with at one time or another. I don't talk about my first child enough, and this is my first child before my oldest, because they didn't make it. I don't uh, necessarily believe in heaven or hell. I guess you could coin me as an atheist. I don't even really think that I fall into that category. I just exist. I treat people well while I'm here on earth and when I die, I die. And with that being said, because of my lack of faith for what happens after we die, Death holds a different weight for me um, than I think maybe for for other people who have either a faith or religion to believe in um, that help them, you know, focus on, well, if I do this now, I'll see my loved ones again or whatever it might be. When I lost our first child, I went into uh, the hospital at first, I had went in at night, and the night crew told me that I had a UTI, which <laughs> was not true. But they kind of shooed me out of the ER and sent me home. And the next morning, I went back to the hospital because I knew. I knew that I was losing our first kid. You know, pregnancy loss, I mean, it still hurts me to this day, thinking about the fact that our first child could have been the girl in our family. You know, I'm surrounded by, (laughs) I always joke and say I'm surrounded, um, I'm in a sausage fest because I'm surrounded by boys. And I, I can't help but think about the child that we lost. And I wonder... You know, would it have been a girl? Would it have been a boy? Would they have been the president someday? And I still wonder that with my current kids, of course. My kids who made it. When somebody dies close to me, there's just this sinking feeling of nothing. Of just emptiness. And that feeling haunts me every day. There's no cure for it. 
you know, being who I am, you know, I was talking to my therapist and she asked me if I wanted to revisit my faith because when there's a wound, you tend to react differently if there's a wound in your life. And I've got a lot of them. But my personal beliefs, my faith, if you, that's what you want to call it, it doesn't necessarily mean that there's nothing. There's no hope. You know, after the loss of our child, I try to think about them. I try to see reminders that maybe they're around. And I see it in my current kids. I see how happy they get when I buy them a $20 bubble machine from Target. I see how happy they get when I find a remote control car or a, a Power Wheels car that they can both sit in and drive around while my youngest watches them. I see, I see people who I've lost in them. And in a way, that means that they do live on because they live on through my kids and maybe my kids' kids and so on and so forth. One thing that I had to tell myself after we lost our first child was that their life did matter. Even though it never came to fruition, their life did matter. And that goes for anybody out there who's listening who has lost a child. Doesn't matter what stage how old, if you lost a child, they live on through you. They live on through any future kids you have. They live on in the dog that you get. They live on in things that are tangible and are here in front of you. And you don't have to be spiritual to think about that. So this poem that I'm reading to you today was written during the month of August. And I call it the month of August because a lot of unfortunate things did happen to me, but the month of August would have been our first child's birth date, August 5th, same as my sister's. And I write a lot of nonfiction during those months because I still struggle I'm human, so some days are better than others, but writing is the only thing that gets me through the hard days. So the poem I'm reading to you is called Reality. And I wrote this poem late one night when I was struggling with, I was getting stuck in my dreams. Let me explain that better. It's not that I have sleep paralysis or anything, but there's sometimes when I don't want to wake up because the dream I'm having is so perfect that I'd rather stay there. And I'm sure somebody out there can relate. You know, sometimes dreams are better than reality. And this particular night, I was dreaming about our kid that we lost and... My mother was in my dream. 
the kids that I did have that at the time, I only had my oldest and my middle child. They were there and it was just perfection. Like I did not want to wake up from this dream. And I remember my mother telling me in my dream, like, you need to go back. They need you. But I was just so happy. And I don't know if there's any Supernatural fans out there, but it reminds me a lot of the episode um, of Supernatural where Dean, he gets taken captive by a, a jinn or a genie, and he lives this in this alternate world. And his physical self is dying, but he's so stuck in the bliss of that life that he doesn't want to wake up. He, he wants to pretend that it's real. And that's where this poem came out, was the moment that I woke up. And it just talks about what loss does to you, how it affects you and how it changes you. So without further ado, I give you reality. Like a tattoo gun digging into your skin, what has happened to you will be carried with you in between the colored scarring. Loss doesn't change who you are. I've always believed that my DNA was mutating from the pain that hammered down on me, but that wasn't the case. Instead, your perspective on everything changes. For example, there's a tree in my front yard. Most people will see just the tree. I see that leaves don't grow 100% across the branches anymore. I know that the third branch from the bottom is rotting from the inside out because when the wind blows, I can hear cracking. I'm going to need to cut that soon. While I'm no expert at dealing with loss, I am an expert at living with it. Living with loss is like swimming in the middle of the ocean. Storms bring waves to crash down on you and then comes the calm. The silence. The pure exhaustion from the water sinks into your bones, sucks you down. With your head barely above the surface, the water pulls you into its embrace. You know you should fight, but the drowning, it's peaceful, quiet, simple. After losing my mother, my innocence, and then my first child, I've learned that even though it's easier to drown, breathing after breaching the surface is the only way to move forward again. Losing someone is the end of how things were. That's just reality. And that was reality. If you haven't already, please like us on Facebook, Campfire Chronicles Stories After Dark. Email us if you have suggestions, comments, concerns at campfirechronicles at iCloud.com. On behalf of Cure Habitat, my name is Kelsey Garmandia. Thanks for stopping by the campfire tonight. <laughs>